We've all heard the popular idiom, work smart, not hard. Well, in 2022, there are a lot more tools at your disposal to help you not only work smarter, but to also make you more efficient. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Resilient Journey podcast sponsored by ClearRisk. I'm your host, Mark Hoffman, and today we're joined by founder and CEO of ClearRisk, Craig Rowe. I asked Craig to join me today, not because he's the CEO or because he's the sponsor of the program. Craig is here because of his insights regarding risk management and how software tools can free you up to do tasks of higher value. Craig talks about the difference between having good data and good information and points out where organizations often suffer when it comes to managing risk and resilience. We'll get into a very interesting conversation with Craig Rowe right after this from ClearRisk. Navigating changes in the risk landscape can be daunting without access to the right tools. ClearRisk's centralized risk management solution streamlines the process of data collection and analysis, helping customers make impactful decisions and focus on big picture initiatives. ClearRisk provides a highly configurable, easy to use solution that gives our customers the confidence to inform decision-making and proactively optimize risk in their organizations. Effective risk management begins with data you can trust. Learn more at clearisk.com. Craig, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to your podcast. Thank you for the continued uh, support and sponsorship of The Resilient Journey. Before we get into this too far, start by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and about ClearRisk. Hey, Mark. Thanks a lot. Great to be here. Uh, I really enjoy the podcast and what you're doing with it. I think it's important. I... um, I've been in I've been in and around risk and insurance uh, for my whole career, uh, which is over thirty years now. And I started off in insurance, and then I became a risk manager for a municipality in the city of St. John's uh, here in Newfoundland. As a risk manager, I was involved in uh, all things risk. When you're in a medium-sized municipality, you're, you're kind of a jack of all trades. So I was very involved in our uh, business continuity work. Um, occupational health safety, you know, risk insurance claims, uh, you name it, anything, anything with, uh, with a risk component, uh, you kind of were involved, if not, if, if not uh, the owner of it. So that got me uh, started into uh, ClearRisk, really, because I needed software tools to help me. And at the time, this was 17 years ago when I left there, at the time, there was no tools that were really accessible to me. Uh, I'd always been entrepreneurial. I'd had a couple of uh, businesses, mostly consulting type practices. Um, so I, uh, I decided to start ClearRisk. And uh, that was, I started ClearRisk uh, 15 years ago. And just uh, as an aside, another thing that's important to me is I do, I've done a lot of board work, uh, mostly on charities, not for profits. And I'm I, I love my board work, and I, I would say that if, if uh, I'm passionate about anything outside of, you know, obviously my family, but uh, risk management uh, and uh, entrepreneurship, innovation, and uh, governance. Uh, I love corporate governance. I love my board work. I'm passionate about the charities that uh, that I've worked with, and uh, just uh, so that's uh, that's me in as small a nutshell as I can make it. And something you didn't mention, and you wouldn't just because you're too modest to do it, is you're extremely well-respected in the community, too. And and I don't just mean um, in the risk management community, but also uh, in Newfoundland. 
And um, I know that you have referred me to speak to a couple of people and ask them to help me with different things. And uh, every time that happens, uh, the people say to me, hey, Craig asked me to do something and whatever he asks, I'm going to do. And it just speaks to how <laughs> well-respected you are. And um, so um, so uh, I'm proud of that. And I'm proud of uh, our partnership and our relationship. Now, you mentioned, in addition to, to Clear Risk, you had some uh, other work as a risk manager. You've also done risk managing consult, uh, consulting. When it comes to risk management, what are some of the most common areas where organizations are struggling? Well, I, th- I think that, well, it, it depends. I'll, I'll break the answer down in, in by size of organization. Uh, all organizations, big or small, uh, have risk and they manage risk. The difference is large organizations are big enough to have the wherewithal uh, and the capacity to have full-time dedicated people that manage risk. Smaller organizations uh, don't. Um, But that doesn't mean that risk management doesn't get done. It's probably done. It's just not done as formally or structured, Mm -hmm. um, but it is done. So I I always say risk management is analogous to just good management. Uh, So if if you're a very well run successful company, then you're already doing a good job of managing risk, whether you call it that or you think of it that way or not, because risk management is just maximize the upside of risk and minimize the downside of risk. And good business people just do that intuitively as part of, of good management, good leadership. So I, I think that the, for small companies, the challenge is that they, they don't have that structure. And I think that if, if they thought of it that way and just gave, applied a little bit of structure and a little bit of dedicated, a little bit of resources to uh, the thinking about risk management uh, in a more structured way, I think they would be more successful in, in operation to do. You can do it better and, and do more of it if you're really well uh, managed and if you do a good job managing your risk. Large organizations, um, I think that even though they, they are large enough to have the wherewithal to have a risk manager and you know business continuity staff, whatnot, I still think that the biggest challenge in large organizations is that, and it's a solvable problem nowadays in particular, it wasn't, you know, 15, 20 plus years ago, is that they have, uh, there's, they have lots of data available to them, but they don't have good information. They're not, they're not using uh, the, the information and the tools and the resources that they have in nearly, uh, in a, nearly if, uh, as effectively as they, they could or should be. And, and that's one of the reasons I, I started Clear Risk because I, I just, it drives me crazy. I, it honestly drives me crazy uh, when an organization is just doing things that they don't need to be doing and, and having problems that they don't need to be having when all they need to do it when there's pretty readily available and easy solutions. That's interesting. I expected when I came up with this question for you that you were going to say the opposite, that you were going to say organizations aren't doing specific things that they should be doing, but where you're kind of going is that they're maybe treading water and, and spinning their wheels and, and doing some things that they shouldn't or not doing them as effectively as they could. And I loved your comment about they have lots of data, but not lots of information. There's a real distinction between those two things, isn't there? Oh yeah. Well, it's like having tools in your toolbox and not knowing how to use them. I never take them out. I mean, if they're there and not being used, it's, it's, it's just as well you don't have them. 
So same thing. Um, and you know, so I, I, and I, and I, I group myself into that. It's not, a, it's not that the people that are doing this aren't able. Um, it's that like when I was the risk manager of city of St. John's, I spent most of my time uh, putting out fires and, and just doing the basics. You know, I spent a big chunk of my time doing the, the, the insurance renewal, uh, which came up once a year, but you spend half the year preparing for it. Uh, totally unnecessary use of time now. Like there's software that can do most of those things uh, for for you. Uh, so what what I want, what I wish I had was tools that allowed me to spend my time doing more high value tasks that 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 you know have a much higher return on investment than doing mundane tasks that could be that, that could be automated or or, uh, or or significantly simplified. So I, I, that's if I'm on a mission, it's on a mission to make the lives of people who do what I did uh, easier and, and, and make their jobs uh, better than, than mine was. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to turn the, this uh, episode into an infomercial for, for Clear Risk, but that's the point of the tool, right? I mean, is to, to help uh, manage that uh, data more effectively, make it more useful information through dashboards and reports and, and things like that. Yeah, well, I, again, I, I don't. I, my intention was not for this to, to, not to be about uh, you know an infomercial about Clearisk either. Um, I, but you know, we're we're here talking about what's important to me and, and how mm-hmm. I see uh, risk management uh, and and resilience and and what needs to be done and and it's just glaring. I mean, the, the I I quit a good job with a with a young family with three kids under five, uh, you know, and and took a big risk to start this company. Uh, and 15, 16 years later, I'm just as passionate about. It. So you know, I'm I'm talking about it because. I'm passionate about it, and then and, and I, you know, I made my life's decisions around that passion, and and uh, whether you buy Clearisk or not, you know, um, the uh, there's there's doesn't have to be Clearisk. There's any number of tools. Most people out there are still managing risk uh, with Excel, and there's there's no need anymore. Yeah, and that's that's true too. In my world of business continuity and resilience, we see a lot of uh, Excel and and Word and. And you already in the first 10 minutes of the podcast have talked about business continuity and resilience in the same sentence in conjunction with risk management. So let's talk about that a little bit. Why should risk managers or chief risk officers or any, any number of risk leaders be paying attention to resilience, particularly right now? Well, I mean, we just had the, the most disruptive, we're in the middle of the most disruptive uh, uh, incident, uh, world event uh, in 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 a hundred years. I mean, it's hard to imagine a more disruptive event other than a than a world war. I mean, the the whole world's been turned upside down. I mean, supply chains. You know, we're 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 in a period of time you can't turn on the news now without talk of uh, you know interest rates to in order to uh, going up in order to curb. Uh, inflation and inflation being driven by you know supply chain problems um it's uh it's really the pandemic has really shone a light on uh on supply global supply chain uh problems uh and uh and and therefore uh you know uh resilience i mean at the when you look at this pandemic um i I suspect that there wasn't a risk manager out there who, or a risk management plan out there that didn't have in it 
the risk of some sort of, uh, you know, a uh, virus or biological incident, some sort of thing like that. I talked to one risk manager for a large global organization. I said, was this in your risk management plan? And he said, yeah, the worst case scenario that we had in our plan was that uh, a couple of countries in Europe might, might be shut down for, for a month or two. Nobody saw, no, everybody saw that this, that, that the pandemic was possible. Nobody saw or, or, or realist, not, nobody, not that they didn't see it, that everyone knows that knew that this was possible. Nobody planned for, uh, or very, very few planned for this to happen. So it was foreseeable, but not, uh, but, but we weren't prepared for it at all. Um, and uh, the the best prepared, the most resilient organizations uh, have done well through this, and the ones that weren't prepared and and aren't as resilient uh, didn't. So, you know, this is the uh, this is you know the perfect storm, worst case scenario, and it's really, uh, you know, it's it's shone sunlight in a lot of uh, in an awful lot of dark corners. So it lets everybody know exactly uh, where they stand, what the strengths and weaknesses are. Now you mentioned that one of the other passions that you have is being on boards. How much influence do you see boards having on risk mitigation? And what are you seeing as far as boards pushing organizations to be more resilient? Are you seeing that kind of activity? Yeah, it's hard to imagine. Can you imagine a board anywhere in the world where the board is not asking the CEO, why weren't we better prepared for this? And what are we doing to make sure that we're better prepared next time? Can, can, do you think that there's a board out there that's not asking those questions? No, I would I hope not, right? <laughs> right. So, therefore, and so the answer to those questions leads to what we do, Mark. I mean, you know, uh, the people who listen to this podcast that are in this business, uh, you know, you would think and and that this these sorts of uh you know, world events, the, these sorts of incidents, um, would lead to uh, an increased awareness of the need for business continuity planning, uh, risk management, all manner of, uh, of, of risk uh, identification and mitigation. Um, so ho- hopefully, you know, I, I, you know, I worry that, you know, as soon as the fire's out and the, the, and the, and the debris cleared away, that, that uh, you know, people will start, will forget about it and go back to their old ways because that, that always happens. But I right. think we're going to, we're in, we're in a period of time where the next few years anyway, um, I think that a lot of attention is going to be placed on, uh, on resilience. When I uh, spoke with uh, Rodney Hill uh, a couple of episodes back, one of the things he said is that people in the resilience industry have the highest level of credibility and spotlight that they've ever had coming out of the pandemic. And to your point, it's time to take advantage of that, right? And leverage that and uh, try to put in the right uh, processes that need to be put into place and, and, and to do the, the right things coming out of it. Now, yeah, I was listening to Rodney and I liked some of, some of the points around that, like uh, where he talked about, you know, small wins to, to increase yeah. your credibility in your organization. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's key here because uh, your organization might realize that we need to do a better job of, of being resilient. But the people that are working on that every day need to put their hand up and say, we, we can help. And here's how. And here's how is the important uh, part of that. And and having the right tools is a big part of that too. On the boards, um, and you don't have to talk about necessarily the boards you're on, but the people that you talk to who are on boards, I I guess there's three kind of elephants in the room, right? I mean, the pandemic you've talked about, but cybersecurity is a massive 
uh, concern for every organization right now. And you also talked about supply chain. Do you see one of the three of those getting the most attention or is it sort of shared equally? Uh, or is there something else I'm missing that might also be a major concern? Well, you hit three big ones, that's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. There's always there's always lots of things, and there's always, you know, they, they move around and jockey for a position, which one's top of mind at any given time. Um, and it depends on the business that you're in. Uh, you know, if you're a, a, a manufacturer, then supply chain is, uh, is a huge uh, issue for you now. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so don't, cyber cyber risk, is one that uh, I think that that sort of goes hand in hand with the uh, with the pandemic in many ways because that seemed to have gotten mm-hmm. a lot worse uh, in the last couple of years, um, which was happening anyway. I mean, they're just the hackers are just getting more and more uh, innovative, uh, more and more bold and brazen, um, and uh, it seems like there's you know there's 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 not much you can do about it, um, but but there are things you can do about it. It's just Feel, you just feel helpless. So I think that, that you know, those are the big ones. I think that another one, uh, Mark, uh, that's on a lot of people's mind is, again, and all these are interrelated, is, uh, is global uh, political instability uh, and, um, and uh, you know, the, uh, the resulting uh, impact on, you know, economies and, and currencies and, and so on. Because, you um, you know, as as organizations are looking, you know, every, everybody likes uh, like certainty and stability, and that's the one thing that we that it seems like we don't have uh, these days, and it's it's because of a multitude of, of things. But um, yeah, it's it's a <laughs> again going back, to, it's it's a time where anybody who's in the business of risk, there's our our stock value or share value of, uh, should be should be. Higher at the high, highest point ever, um, and I hope organizations are valuing their people who who manage their risk because uh, it, it's 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 getting harder and harder all the time. There's bullets coming from all directions. Let's talk to our peers here for a minute. So it's maybe an organization that they're doing risk management to some degree, but maybe they have a, a light or limited or even no business continuity or resilience presence. What's the recommendation for the risk team in an organization like that? Well, I mean, you might look at it differently coming from uh, from your perspective, uh, but I see BCP as a as a part of of risk management. I mean, you know, they could be in different. You know, they, they depends on in different organizations. They they could be in different departments, or, or one or the other may may not exist. But generally speaking, it's it's. Uh, you know, business continuity planning is, is is part of your risk management plan, right? What what can go wrong? What's the likelihood of it, of it happening? If it does, what's what's the cost of it? And and what can we do to to mitigate it? As a if you're a risk manager and there's no BCP function and no one's really thinking about resilience, then you need to take that on because your job is to um, is to identify all risks and exposures to the organization and and make sure that they're that they're mitigated. When I was uh, a risk manager, we didn't have a full-time dedicated business continuity person, but we had a committee. And so the occupational health safety person was there. I was there and some other senior managers in the organization were there. And uh, so, and since in in the last 15 years or so, since I left, uh, they do have a person dedicated to that. So, 
you, you, you do the work, you, you take it on. And I think that's one way where a risk manager uh, in an organization can really, uh, can really shine and, and show value. One of the trends we're seeing in the industry is uh, a move from business continuity to resilience. And uh, in last week's episode, uh, when I interviewed Sarah Garrington, we kind of stumbled on this uh, analogy, and I'll use it here. Um, business continuity is like a trip to the doctor when you're not feeling well, where a focus on resilience is a focus on a more healthy lifestyle um, so that you are uh, more prepared and less likely to need the trip to the doctor. And so uh, what's interesting is if we look at the resilience uh, part of that equation as it ties to risk management, you're exactly right. It is part of the risk mitigation strategy for an organization to be more resilient, to reduce the likelihood of the risk, and certainly to reduce the impact of the risk. So I thought that was a, an interesting analogy. And then I wanted to kind of take it and tie it specifically into what you just said there. Yeah, no, I like I really like that analogy, and it's and it and it is good because you know I mentioned when I was the risk manager, I didn't have the tools. I spent all my time putting out fires, um, whereas you know you want to be spending your time being uh, preventative. Um, so you know having the right uh, tools and because it's about capacity, everybody only has so much time, and, and there's only so much budget in the organization to commit commit to this. So you got to have to do what you can with the tools that you have. Um, so what you want to try to get to is that place where you're, uh, where, where you're, you're being proactive, not, not reactive. Uh, those are overused terms, I know. Yep. Uh, but I love, love the analogy of, uh, that Sarah used. Now, we've been working together for, I guess, a year and a half or so. And we've been up to something, haven't we? So uh, care to make the big announcement? <laughs> I, I, thought, I think it was a couple of years. Isn't America been working? Anyway, so yeah, so no, it's uh, it's really exciting. So the reason that we uh, we, we came together in the first place is because uh, Clear Risk, uh, of uh, our tools in our product, our, our you know risk management, and we've always uh, you know risk management, claims management, insurance management, all all things risk management information system. And when the pandemic uh, hit, uh, we started thinking, we started getting feedback from customers and we started thinking a lot about what we're talking about here today, Mark, which is resilience and, you know, being better prepared next time. And so we, we had some uh, functionality around, uh, you know, that, that would help organizations to uh, to be better prepared for an event like this. But but uh, to be honest, it was it was it was light. So um, so we we found you. We looked. We went out looking for a leading expert. And uh, as uh, as the uh, recent awards that you've gotten, global awards prove we we found the right guy. Yeah. Uh, so we needed someone who. Who, who was an expert uh, and could really help us uh, think about what do organizations need in a software tool to be able to help them to be more prepared and be more resilient. And so we've spent the last year and a half working with you and our team, and we've built a new uh, business continuity planning uh, tool, business impact analysis, uh, analysis tool. Uh, and uh, we're really excited about it. And uh, we're, we're, we've already got some of our customers using it, and we're hitting the road now and sharing it with everybody. And uh, yeah, so this is the uh, this is the big reveal, I guess, Mark. So I, I just want to take this opportunity to uh, 
to thank you. I know our work's not done yet, but uh, you, you've done phenomenal work with the team and, and the, the input's been invaluable and um, um, the, the, we've really enjoyed uh, enjoyed working with you. So we're excited now to, uh, to, again, given that we're on a mission to sort of people don't have to work so hard to, to get the, the results they should get. Uh, we're on a mission to get this out there in as many hands as we can. Um, yeah, no, it's been my pleasure to be part of this uh, process with you and, and to be part of this partnership. Uh, I'm excited about the tool. Uh, we know it's uh, already pretty good and only going to get better. So I'll just say this to the listeners. If you'd like to learn more about the Clear Risk Business Continuity Tool, feel free to reach out to me or Craig and, uh, and we'll be happy to, uh, to set up a demo for you and, and walk you through it. So Craig, I'll get you out of here on this. If people want to learn more about Clear Risk or the risk management solution or the BCP solution or just connect with you in general, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Oh, we're real easy to find. We uh, we were early adopters in terms of uh, putting out generating a lot of content and thought leadership around risk management. A quick Google search will find you Clear Risk right at the top. Uh, but uh, clearrisk.com uh, uh, and uh, just reach out to us. So info at clearrisk.com will we'll, uh, we'll get and, if, and put my name on it if you want to reach me and it'll get to me. Thanks very much uh, for this today, Mark. Really appreciate it. And again, I mentioned thanks. It's great, been great working with you and, and uh, looking forward to a lot more of that. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Craig. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Special thanks to Craig Rowe for his insights this week. And as always, I'm grateful to Clear Risk for their sponsorship. Now, if you'd like to learn more about the Clear Risk BCP module, reach out and I can get you set up with a demo. Next week on the podcast, I'm honored to have a very special guest. Next week, I'm interviewing Chauncey Willis, co-founder and CEO of the Institute for Diversity and Inclusion in Emergency Management. We're going to discuss their goals and obstacles, and we're going to look at resilience in a whole new way. So join us, won't you, as we continue our resilient journey.